Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals for another thrilling episode of Dick Rogers Space Detective. We've got a very exciting episode for you today. They're all exciting. Yes, but this one is more exciting than your average mystery. On top of all the usual mystery and intrigue, this one has car races, explosive devices, a phantom, and Bippo. I've actually crunched the numbers, and this episode is 31% more exciting than average. How did you arrive at that figure? I actually programmed an algorithm by having it analyze the 100 top grossing action movies made between the years 1975 and... Whoa, 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 whoa. Only you two could turn a discussion about car races and explosions into a discussion about statistics and AI. (laughs) See, I told you it'd get to her. Yeah, I guess you win the five bucks. What? Well, you're always going on about us being nerdy even for the nerds organization. So I thought it would be fun for us to play a little prank on you. Yeah, like I would actually spend hours and hours of my free time refining a program in an attempt to create a definitive ranking of action movies from most to least thrilling. I mean, who would do something that ought? I mean, that lame, right? Yeah, it's not like that kind of list would bring us some serious clout on social media or anything. Wow. I guess you two aren't as lame as I thought. You actually pranked me for once. We should probably get back to the intro. Right. This episode is part of a fairly short-running story arc from the mid-60s, where Dick had a teen sidekick, and the adventures were a bit less noir and a bit more campy while still retaining some measure of drama and stakes. Yeah, things hadn't gotten to Adam Westy quite yet. Not yet. (laughs) We'll get there in time. But for now, we hope you'll enjoy Dick Rogers and the mystery of the Phantom Racer. It's a beautiful day, race fans, both here in the stadium and for all you folks watching at home as we start the final lap of the Interstellar Lightspeed Grand Prix preliminaries. And if I were a betting man, I'd be putting my money on our reigning champion, Pat Sorendorf, as he's already pulled out to the front of the pack. He's going to beat his own record lap at this rate. But what's this? Race fans, a mystery driver has just entered the race and is blazing down the track like he's being chased by the devil himself. He's already caught up to the back of the pack, and my god, he's taking out the other racers. One by one, he's cutting through the pack, pushing them off the track, and it's clear to me that he's got his sights set on first place, and nothing appears to be slowing him down. Will our champion manage to hold his lead over this phantom racer? He's trying to shake him, but the phantom's not lighting up as they're coming down the straightaway seconds from crossing the finish line. They're neck and neck, and it's a photo finish. It looks like, yes, I'm being told our winner is Hexorn. The champion holds on to his title by a hair, but the mystery still stands. Who was the phantom driver? Where have they gone? And will they return? Is there a detective in the house? As a matter of fact, there is. Among the stands today is none other than Dick Rogers, space detective, accompanied by his protege, the young Leandra Vaughn, and her pet alien, Bippo. While this was supposed to be a vacation getaway for the trio, it seems they can never truly get away from a juicy mystery. Thank you, listeners, for joining us again today for the adventures of Dick Rogers, Space Detective. Tonight, we will join our hero as he tackles his most unexpected mystery yet. This is Dick Rogers and the mystery of the Phantom Racer. That was incredible, Dick! 
I'm dying to know who could have just come in and decimated the competition like that. We're taking the case, right? What? No way. I am on vacation. That means no mysteries. Somebody else's problem. Bippo? Hey, that's uncalled for. Bippo's right, Dick. Convenient or not, you took the detective's oath. We are obligated to solve any mystery that comes our way. Besides, if I remember correctly, you did say... Come on, it'll be fun. Besides, we might stumble onto a mystery while we're there. You only say that because you're probably going to gamble away all of our cash. I hate when you do that. You weren't saying that when my recordings helped us solve that murder on Blorgus 12. Yeah, but do you really have to record everything? Everything. Ugh. Well, I'm charging double the normal rate for this one. Well, this racetrack is owned by Dramerius Vex. I'm sure someone as rich as him could afford it. Triple the usual rate, like I said. Will Dick Rogers and company please come to the office of Mr. Vex? I repeat, will Dick Rogers and company please come to the office of Mr. Vex? How did they even know I was here? Ugh. Well, we best not keep Mr. Paycheck waiting. Minutes later, the trio finds themselves escorted to the office of Mr. Dramarius Vex. He was a large man. He looked like a dinosaur somehow made to stand up straight and wear a three-piece suit that was three sizes too small. Mr. Rogers, I can't tell you how happy I am to have you here and your partner... Sidekick. Protégé. Pepal. The three of you here tonight. I'm sure you saw the events of tonight's race. I'm frankly shocked and surprised by what I saw out there. It was rather exciting, though, I must say. Of course, I hope no one was hurt. Thankfully, the car safety systems were all functioning. Any drivers who crashed were safely ejected from their vehicles. But that's beside the point. I suspect you already know why I've called you here. Doesn't require a detective to figure that out. But I suspect you want us to track down this mystery driver and turn them in. Ha! You're kidding me. That show they put on out there was nothing short of breathtaking. That was the best damn race I've seen in years. I don't want that man arrested. I want him on my payroll. I'm seeing a rematch. This mystery driver versus Hexorn one-on-one. Not what I expected, but okay. You're the paying client. I should say that for such a sudden request, while I'm technically on vacation, I might add, this will be at quadruple the average rate. <laughs> I like you, Richard. It's just Dick, actually. Of course, Dick. We have a deal. However, you only have one day to find this phantom racer for me. And if we don't? Then no deal. Don't think you're the only ones I have on this case. I want them in tomorrow's race. The Interstellar Lightspeed Grand Prix Finals will be the most historic race since cars had wheels. Bippo? That's right, little green thing. It'll be great for business. That's not what he said. I don't care. Let's get going. Find this racer and bring them to me before race time tomorrow. And the three of them found themselves rushed out of Vex's office, the door slamming hard behind them. All right. 24-hour mystery. We've done that before. Bippo? Huh? He means days on this planet are 36 Earth hours long. Even better. What are you doing anyway? You've been typing away on your wrist computer since Vex rushed us out of his office. Something intrigued me about that mystery racer. Well, they are quite literally a mystery, 
So that makes sense. What I mean is the kind of vehicle they used. While all racers in the Interstellar Lightspeed Grand Prix customized their vehicles, they're all using the same base model, the High Star Mark VI. But our mystery driver wasn't driving a High Star. I'm cross-referencing footage from the camera drones against other known models of racing vehicles, and what I've found is this. All right, so they're using a different model. What does it matter? Bippo! That's right, Bippo. The model they're using is a Starway Driver Mark II, a model of vehicle that's been out of production for decades now. Granted, theirs is probably heavily modified, but I'm still surprised they managed to push that machine to the speeds they showed today. A vehicle that old would stick out. It's pretty hard to hide a car, after all, especially in a place like this. Actually, Dick, a place like this is a perfect place to hide a car. We're surrounded by them here. This building has a museum attached dedicated to the history of hovercar racing. If anyone was going to hide an old car, they'd probably do so there. Sounds like our first lead. Let's make tracks. We're burning daylight. As Dick and company find their way to their first clue, let us hear a word from our sponsors. Hey there, Jimbo. Be putting some time in on the old station wagon again? Sure am, Tom. You know it's time for the usual tune-up and oil change. You know, ever since I switched to Grandstar Motor Oil, my car has run smoother for longer. You don't say. You don't see me getting dirty underneath my Studebaker, do you? This Grandstar brand motor oil guarantees you'll be able to make your drive longer and harder. You'll get twice the mileage per quart of the other leading brands, if you know what I mean. Oh, Tom, dear. Could you give me a hand in here? And the missus loves it, too. Well, shucks. What am I doing wasting my time here? I'm going to get my hands on some Grandstar motor oil today. Grandstar, for when you're looking to maximize your ride's mileage in a way that isn't hard on your engine. A way that even your wife will love. Shoot for the stars, Grand Star. As we return, Dick, Leandra, and Bippo have found the historic hover car museum. The building is mostly empty after today's excitement. The trio finds a lone woman among the exhibits. A human observer might compare her to a person-shaped angelfish. Pale white skin with bright blue stripes with large fins protruding from her head. She stood staring deeply at one of the exhibits. An old hover car with a black and white paint job. The number 61 painted across the side. Leandra, go, uh, look for clues. I'm going to question this witness. <sighs> Just remember, we're on the clock. Pippo? I am always the consummate professional. Cadet's honor. You and I both know you were never a space cadet. Just try not to waste too much time. With Leandra and Bippo gone, Dick approaches the lone woman. <clears throat> Quite the show out there today. This car means something to you? The mystery woman finally graces Dick with a look. It was my father's. Dick's eyes turn to the pictures and memorabilia of this car and its driver. He realizes this is not just an exhibit of a driver who no longer races, but a memorial for one that had crossed the final finish line. I see. My condolences. It was a long time ago, this picture here. That little girl in his arms. That's me. I'm sure he loved you a lot. Oh, he did. 
almost as much as he loved racing. When I saw that car out there today, I couldn't shake the feeling that it was his. I've been asked to investigate that, actually. I know. You're Dick Rogers. How is everyone doing that today? Well, you did make quite the scene earlier today, trying to get an upgrade to VIP seating. I remember your exact words being, Don't you know who I am? I am THE Dick Rogers Space Detective. Okay, fair. But let's circle back for a second. Are you suggesting that our race interloper is some kind of ghost? I suppose I am. He did die on that track. Excuse me? Out on the track, he crashed. His car's safety protocols failed. He couldn't eject. Does that happen often on this track? Yes and no. Crashes are part of the game. It's not an if, but a when. But a fatal crash is rare. The cars are equipped to eject their drivers in case of an impact. I'm not usually the superstitious type, but maybe he just wanted to finish his last race. Well, I appreciate all of this information, Miss... Zartha. Zartha. If I have any more questions, can I reach out to you? I work as a mechanic here. Ask around and you'll find me. And without another word, she left our detective with more questions than answers. But Dick didn't have long to wait as Leandra came rushing back to him. Dick! You're not gonna believe this! What's the rush, kid? Pippo! Whoa, whoa, slow down! One thing at a time! We were asking the security team here about the case, and they showed us something wild. I downloaded the video on my wrist computer. Leandra played the video for Dick. Security footage of a familiar-looking car, the number 61 painted on the side. The image became distorted, and in a flash, the car had disappeared from the scene. This can't be real. I checked the timestamps. It lines up exactly with when the mystery car appeared on the track today. The security guys even checked it out themselves, and they confirmed the car disappeared. Ugh, great. Now we're chasing ghosts. So what next? Well, the basics of detective work say that we should go back to square one. Vex isn't going to pay for a ghost story. That car appeared on the track, and we all saw it hit multiple cars. There's a chance it left some trace behind. Pippo! Pippo's right. They'll probably be cleaning the track up soon if they haven't started already. We should get there, and quick! And quick they did. The trio stepped out onto the raceway. Crashed vehicles still littered the track. Multiple crews worked to retrieve the cars for repair. It's a lot more intimidating seeing it up close. Yeah, remind me not to catch this guy during rush hour. Pippo. Uh, thanks, Pippo. Hey, isn't that Hexhorn over there? His car was the only one that wasn't wrecked, so what's he doing here? Good question. Why don't we ask him? They approached Hexhorn, a man with a usually larger-than-life personality and more than a passing resemblance to Vex, now skulking around the track, looking over the crashed vehicles that littered the area. Uh, Hexhorn? 
wasn't it? I was hoping I could ask you a few questions. Oh, well, I don't really talk to the press. You should call my agent. Well, it's good we're not the press then. Technically, we're law enforcement, and we were hired by your boss to find this so-called phantom racer, so your cooperation would be greatly appreciated. (sighs) Thanks, Dad. Vex is your father? Uh, well, uh, yeah. I'm not supposed to tell anyone, though. It'd be kind of a big deal if it gets out, you know? The Grand Prix champion also happens to be the race organizer's son. I can see the headlines now. I can see why you don't talk to the press. You're terrible at keeping secrets. Bippo! Yeah, well, he'll have my hide if he finds out that I told anyone, so can we keep this between us? I suppose if you cooperate with us, I can snip that from the audio recording. Wait. You're recording this? I record everything. She does. It's really annoying. Wait, is that legal? Independent law enforcement contractors are not restricted by many of the procedures and protocols that keep government-backed organizations like the GIF from solving many crimes. It's what's made private detectives like us very popular in recent years. Fine, whatever. What do you want to know? Let's start with your thoughts on the appearance of our mystery driver. A chill ran down Hexhorn's spine as the man went pale. I find it concerning that someone could infiltrate the racetrack like that. And and I'm sure it's a real, physical person behind the wheel of that car. And definitely not some kind of... uh, You know. No what? Uh... Uh... Ghost? Yes, uh... A ghost. No one has suggested anything supernatural as of yet. What makes you think this might be some kind of ghost? I said it wasn't a ghost. Your tone suggests otherwise. Maybe it's just my detective instincts, or you're just a bad liar, but I feel like you're not being entirely truthful with us. (sighs) All right, you want to know the truth. The truth is that Dad didn't exactly come into his money... Legally. Not exactly surprising. You don't make millions without breaking a few laws. Yeah, I suppose, but back in the day, Dad was a race manager for a guy named Artemy Rowe. He was an up-and-comer, real popular, yeah? Well, the champion at that time's team didn't want to risk losing their title, so they made him an offer to take his own driver out of the race permanently. And you think this phantom racer is Roe come back for revenge? It makes sense, right? He wants his chance at the title, especially now when it had hurt the guy who was responsible for his death the most. And why would that matter for your father? Look, you did not hear all of this from me. He has a lot of money riding on this race. When that car showed up and nearly wrecked the whole thing, it practically put the entire business in jeopardy. Good thing you won then, right? It's not that simple. The whole thing is... It's complicated. It's not just about who wins. It's 
who places. With everyone out of commission like this, there's no races going on and nobody's making any money. I can imagine my dad is furious. Must be why he's so desperate for us to find them. He needs somebody to race, right? Is that what he told you? Knowing my old man, he's looking to make sure this doesn't happen again. Whoever this is might as well be a ghost, because if they're not, they will be when my dad gets a hold of them. Dick, we can't finish this case. If you've already taken it, you'd better. If there's one thing my dad can't stand more than losing money, it's failure. If you aren't willing to get him what he wants, then you should run now. Make your way across the galaxy and don't stop. Maybe you'll keep ahead of the hitmen he'll send after you. Hexorn, thank you for your cooperation. Leandra, Bippo, company meeting. Will, Dick, Leandra, and Bippo manage to get out of this sticky situation with their lives? Will they fall to the clutches of the dastardly Vex? Find out after these messages. More car trouble there, Jimbo? You betcha. I got that motor oil like you said, and she handles like a dream, but now I've noticed my headlights are out even though they're practically brand new. Well, I've got a trick for you. Have you heard of headlight fluid? No, I, I don't think I have. What's that? It's a little secret that the car companies don't want you to know. They want to keep you dependent on a constant rotation of new headlights. But if you fill them with Shooting Star brand headlight fluid, your lights will shine brighter than the North Star. Is that why your headlights are brighter than the Dickens when you drive past my house at night? It sure is, Jim. <laughs> Improve your headlight output today with Shooting Star brand headlight fluid. Your high beams will never look the same. And now we return to Dick Rogers and company, entering the office of Dramarius Vex the next day. Dick Rogers, right on time. I'm hoping you bring some good news with you. Well, that's the problem. You can't exactly catch a ghost. A ghost? You don't seriously think. We did some digging and found out about something that happened a few years ago. You should remember the name Artemy Rowe? Suddenly, armed guards stormed the room, leveling their weapons at our trio. Artemy Rowe was an obstacle, one that I had removed from play. So you did kill him. I would never get my own hands dirty, but I suppose you could say that I arranged to have him put into a situation where I knew he wouldn't come back alive. I believe that's called second degree. So what next? You gonna shoot us? As convenient as that would be, I still have to have some kind of race today. Luckily, I had a backup plan just in case. My mechanics have managed to salvage one of the wrecks from yesterday, and they've outfitted it with a little... surprise. See, once the race starts, if that car drops below 150 miles per hour... And you, Dick Rogers, will be behind the wheel. Uh, wasn't that a movie? Well, it was a, a boat in the movie. I mean, th that was the sequel. Are you really... Are you really going to base my death around the sequel? I liked the sequel! It doesn't matter. You've got a race to... 
well, not win, but you get the idea. Take him away! The three were led out to the racetrack. Dick Rogers was forced into a race car as Leandra and Bippo were led to the infield. Leandra tried to avoid the notice of their captors while discreetly tapping away, sending a message with her wrist computer. Don't get too comfy. Boss says once this race is over, it's curtains for you two. But you might as well try and enjoy the show. Bippo! Do I want to know what that thing just said? You really don't. Your lucky boss wants you alive to see your friend go up in smoke. Not too far away, Dick Rogers gripped the wheel of the car, waiting for the race to start, while contemplating his chance of actual survival. Our Dick Rogers is many things. Detective extraordinaire, ace space pilot, but race car driver, he is not. He wasn't sure how he was going to get out of this one, when suddenly he heard a voice from his wrist computer. Sweating a little, boss? Me? (laughs) Never. I've got an ace up my sleeve. I'm just waiting for the right moment to spring my trap. So you've got nothing. Bippo! Bippo says hi. Uh, Hi, Bippo. Don't worry about us. There's a reason I insisted on bringing Bippo. You just try to survive the race and leave the rest to me. Welcome back, race fans, as we've got quite the show for you this evening. After the shocking events of yesterday's race, the one, the only, none other than Dick Rogers, space detective, has challenged our own Hexorn Dorth for his title. I'll admit, that's a bold move, but a foolhardy one if you're interested in my opinion. But we'll see tonight if Rogers can put his money where his mouth is. Racers, start your engines! The two cars roared to life as they prepared to start the race. Dick and Hexorn revved their engines, and at the signal, they were off! Dick Rogers slammed the pedal to the floor as the vehicle quickly accelerated feeling himself being pushed into his seat by the force of the incredibly powerful engine that was, for the moment at least, under his control. The track was mostly straight away, so he wasn't too concerned about keeping his speed above 150. But as he barreled into the first turn, wrenching the wheel hard to his side, his car twisting on the track and drifting around the curve, he could just make out the faint beeping from his dashboard, warning him that he was drawing dangerously close to his minimum speed before hammering his foot back on the accelerator. Not too hard, just have to keep this up and we'll, we'll be fine. But even before they had completed the first lap, when all eyes were watching the two dueling vehicles, a loud engine roar could be heard across the track as seemingly from nowhere, the familiar black and white car burst onto the track, gaining on the other racers with unbelievable rapidity. And that, race fans, is the appearance of our mysterious phantom racer. How will this surprise addition affect the outcome of the race? Keep your eyes glued to the track. You won't want to miss a second of this one. The appearance of the Phantom Racer drew the eyes of every person in the stadium, including the men who were supposed to be watching Leandra. All right, Bippo, this is your moment. Bippo! And then at that moment, sweet, adorable, lovable Bippo underwent a metamorphosis. In a matter of seconds, the tiny green blob exploded in size, sprouting multiple limbs as he transformed into a massive, four-armed green ape creature. <laughs> Vex's armed men turned to see the creature and scrambled to draw their guns as Bippo leapt at them before they could fire, battering them aside with ease. Keep the speed up, boss. We're coming for you. Wait, what? 
Leandro was lifted easily into one of Bippo's mighty arms as the racers drew closer, and with a single mighty leap, he landed atop Dick Rogers' vehicle, clutching the roof. Now, I may be mistaken, but did a giant green ape just land on my car? No time to explain. Hang tight while I see what we're working with. Bippo. Bippo reached down and tore the hood off of the vehicle, letting it fall to the track as Leandra observed the engine compartment and the bomb wired into it. I have a feeling this is a good news, bad news situation. Not really. Mostly bad. We don't have the ability to properly disarm the bomb. You can hack it, though, right? I've seen silverware with Wi-Fi connectivity. I seriously doubt they'd make this analog all of a sudden. I could if I had the time and didn't have to work while sitting atop a speeding hover car. Best I can manage is to disrupt its programming for a few seconds. So when I give the signal, hit the brakes as hard as you can. If we die, this is your fault. You wanted to come to these stupid races. Now! In that instant, Dick Rogers slammed his foot on the brakes. The car screeched to an abrupt halt while Leandra used her wrist computer to disrupt the bomb's program, buying them a scant few seconds while Bippo ripped a hole in the car's roof. He reached down and grabbed Dick before leaping the three of them to safety as the vehicle beneath them exploded, rocking the stadium as a ball of fire and shrapnel engulfed the track. The two remaining racers sped right through it unimpeded. What a turn of events, race fans! What an explosion! It looks like Dick was torn from his car by some unknown creature as Hexhorn and the Phantom Racer enter the final lap. These two are neck and neck, and it's anybody's race as they rocket around the first turn, thunder down the track. Neither one can seem to gain the lead as turn two comes up fast, and my god, the two vehicles have collided! Hexhorn is ejected from his vehicle as it slams into the wall. The Phantom Racer exits the turn and has no one to stop him as he crosses the finish line. Race fans, we have a winner. The Phantom Racer wins. The Phantom Racer wins. The race finally over. Dick Rogers catches his breath. <sighs> well, that's one problem solved. Bippo. I know. Thank you, Bippo. Also, how come you've never done that before? Bippo. Uh, yeah, you have a point there. I suppose it's time we see who our mystery racer is, huh? It is kind of our job. I do think our employer trying to kill us voids the contract, but now I'm too curious to walk away. But suddenly, there was an ear-splitting crash as Vex burst through the gate onto the raceway. Rogers, you've got a lot of gold to survive that! You know, if I had a nickel for every time somebody told me that... Bippo? You realize I'm a powerful man, Rogers. When I tell people to die, they usually have the decency to do it. I'm many things. Decent? Not one of them. <laughs> That's for sure. No matter. I'll just have to do it myself. On Galactic TV? I don't know if the GCC would approve of that. We stopped broadcasting after the race finished, and I can pay off everyone else to keep it quiet. Yeah, about that. I hacked your camera drones, so the whole galaxy is watching right now. Why, you little... And while we're at it, I think they might want to hear something you said to us earlier today. And with the press of a button, Leandra broadcast Vex's voice over every speaker in the area, and to every viewer at home. Artemiro was an obstacle, one that I had removed from play. So you did kill him. I would never get my own hands dirty, but I suppose you could say that I arranged to have him put into a situation where I knew he wouldn't come back alive. I believe that's called 
second degree. All camera drones zoomed in on Vex. The universe was watching. Well, you three think you're so clever. But if you're going to take me down, I can still just kill you now. Vex threw himself at the trio, teeth and claws bared, ready to rip our hero's limb from limb. But before he came anywhere close to them, the roar of an engine and a blur of black and white rushed past our trio. The Phantom Racer had accelerated and rammed right into Vex's massive body, throwing him from the race ring as the Phantom Racer's vehicle skidded to a stop. Well, that was... something. Pitbull? We really should find out who that is. I think I have a solid idea. The three of them approached the idling vehicle, but were stopped as Zartha emerged, running onto the track. Wait, if she's here, then who- The hatch of the hovercar opened, and a tall figure clad in a white and black racing jumpsuit emerged, face obscured by a helmet, though the head shape was remarkably similar to Zartha's. Zartha herself was stunned by the sight. The two exchanged no words before the mystery racer returned to his vehicle. The engine roared once more before the car sped off and in a flash was gone. Zartha, are you going to be okay? Yes, I... I believe so. I gotta be honest, I thought it was you in there. Oh, no, I could never. After my father's accident, I was too terrified to ever race myself. We also have security camera footage of you and the pit crew at the time of the Phantom Racer's appearance, so you have an alibi. And you were going to tell me that when? Whenever you got around to telling me she was a suspect. I had my own plans for Vex. I was going to confront him about his crimes when I had proper evidence, but it looks like that's been taken care of. Speaking of, is he still alive? He better be. We won't get the reward for his arrest otherwise. Biffo! Just then, a massive spaceship descended from the atmosphere to hover over the track. Everyone, please remain where you are. This is official GIF business. Of course. The GIF is late as usual, right after we did all the work. <clears throat> this isn't over, Rogers. I'll get you for this. Oh, good. He is alive. Oh, maybe we can finally enjoy the rest of our vacation. That's my line. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings another Dick Rogers Space Detective mystery to a close. But don't fret, we'll be back next time with a new adventure. Before we close out our episode, we'd like to share one last word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody, it's your pal, Skeevy Mike, and I'm bringing more savings to you. I've got myself a whole fleet of used vans that I need to get rid of as soon as possible. So come on down to Skeevy Mike's definitely legitimate used cars under the tent beneath the 4th Street Bridge. We've got panel vans, panel vans, panel vans, and you guessed it, more panel vans. I know what you're thinking. Where did I get so many incredibly high-quality vehicles? And how can I afford to sell them at such outrageous prices? <laughs> Frankly, it's none of your business. And don't ask me any questions, and I won't ask you. 
Low credit? No problem! No credit? No problem! Just come on down to Skeevy Bites, definitely legitimate used cars, and come back with the panel van of your dreams! Skeevy Mike's legitimate used cars! Because everything must go, including the tent! And now, to read our legal disclaimer, we've got ourselves a special guest from this week's episode of Dick Rogers, Space Detective! Take it away! Bibble? Bibble, bibble! Don't let this opportunity escape! Come on down today, because one way or another, we won't be here tomorrow! Well, what'd you think? Pretty thrilling, right? Wait, was there a reference to speed? Oh, and an interesting bit of trivia for you. The show aired under the title we gave up top, but there was actually an alternate title scribbled out on the script that we recovered. It almost aired under the title Dick Rogers Race Detective. Ooh, punny. I like that. You know my favorite part of this run of Dick Rogers? Bippo. <laughs> yeah. They didn't always use him as a sort of deus ex machina like in this episode, but it's always fun to see just how much meaning the voice actor could convey while only saying Bippo. It's a little like Groot. Or Pokemon. Yeah, Bippo's the best. Anyway, thanks again for listening, True Spacers. Make sure you leave us a review and share the podcast with literally everyone you know. Only amateurs stick to people they know. The real ones fire homemade Dick Rogers Space Detective t-shirts out of a t-shirt cannon into crowds of random people at the farmer's market! Yeah, that might not be the best way to help promote... uh... Hit him with the handle, Skeevy Mike. We're on Facebook at Dick Rogers Pod, on Instagram at Dick Rogers Space Detective, and Twitter at Rogers Space. And you can join the nerds on Patreon at patreon.com slash space underscore detective. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, which will make it much easier to join us for your next dick appointment. Same space time, same space place. This episode's nerds are Wendy Wilwood as Joanna, Zartha, Tom's wife, Hexorn, and Gif Agent, Angela Ventris as Eleanor and Dick Rogers, Michael Storm as Mike Nutley, announcer Tom and Skeevy Mike, Emily Anderson as narrator, Erica Wilson as Leandra, and Nicholas Johnson as Bippo, Vex, and Jim. Dick Rogers' Race Detective was written by Logan Wright, sound design by Michael Storm, music by Nicholas Johnson, Audio editing by Nicholas Johnson.